Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports. On 95.7, the game. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Steven Lightford on the pregame show. Game three tonight in Boston. Oh, I can't wait. And my question to you is at the Xfinity mobile text line or the phone number, of course, if you'd like to call in. Always welcoming callers. And trust me, the phone lines are never full when doing a show at 5 a.m. So most likely, if you call, you will get in. But my number one question heading into tonight's game for Game 3, and fill in the blank here. This is what I want you to do. The Warriors will win Game 3 if... And tell me what your answer is at 888-957-9570. We got a lot to get into today. Uh, obviously, we had media day yesterday. Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond, everybody spoke. But Clay Thompson really had the quote of the day. And everyone's response to it was fantastic. So we will get to that. And plus, we have got more Game 3 preview coming. I think it's going to get a lot more physical uh, in this one, especially from the Boston Celtics, and I'll explain why later on in the program. Uh, so continue to get those in. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. The Warriors will win Game 3 if... Then fill in the blank and tell me what you got from there. But real quick, there are a couple of things to... Uh, Follow up on from yesterday, as I talked about the 49ers to start off yesterday's show, and real quick, was talking about Aaron Donald and Jimmy Garoppolo being excused from mandatory minicamp and all of that sort of stuff. But then we got word that Debo Samuel had showed up and he is working with the 49ers at the mandatory mini camp and Kyle Shanahan I'm not going to go deep into it maybe we could go onto that on Thursday or Friday uh, but Kyle Shanahan speaking to the media claiming there was no tension between him and Debo Samuel in the relationship whatever 
we make of it. It's not what we think based on social media, based on reports, whatever it is. So that's number one. And that's going to conclude 49ers Talk for today. But number two, and this was a report that came out from Zach Lowe, and I wanted to, I, I just wanted to share some thoughts on this. But Zach Lowe, of course, ESPN, senior writer, NBA, he's fantastic, does the Low Post podcast, does everything for ESPN, and he does extensive pieces. Whenever he writes stuff, um, you know, he, 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 he does a fantastic job throughout the regular season, throughout the postseason, everything. He, 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 he does a very good job. And he wrote an article basically going back through the Wiggins trade. And what it meant for the Warriors, how they were able to pull that off. And toward the end of the report, he basically stated that there was grumbling about the Warriors in the way that they spend money. Because of the way that they're in the luxury tax and the fact that next season, if they end up paying all of these guys that they that they could pay because Jordan Poole, Kevon Looney, continuing on with Andrew Wiggins and these other guys, you could be seeing a luxury tax included that's in excess of $475 million. In excess of $475 million. Like, that's a lot of money. But people, not people, teams are complaining, grumbling about the fact that the Warriors are spending money even though... There's revenue sharing involved, so tens of millions of those dollars that the Warriors are paying in the luxury tax end up being spread out to these other teams who do not pay in the tax. Spread out to these other teams who aren't paying a bunch of guys the max money. Kind of like the Warriors are. So there's all this griping and complaining, and this report happened after my show, immediately after my show, as a matter of fact, by the time that uh, it was around... 7.45, I think, when this news broke. So I'm getting to it a little late, but I just got to say, I love that the Warriors are in this position again. Where teams are crying about the way that they're doing business. Like, I'm going back to the time after they lost the 2016 Finals and then went on to sign Kevin Durant. Teams are now complaining because this is something that they haven't done. Like, if this were any sign, besides just making it to the finals, if this were any sign that the Warriors are back to being the Warriors, it's because these other teams are grumbling about the way that they're spending. I got it. When I read that, I read that with such a sense of pride. (laughs) I really did. Smile on my face when I saw there's grumbling. Of course it's frustrating because, you know, it's 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 like in life. Anytime, anytime you do something and someone's complaining about it, it's like, well, why didn't you do it? Right? And it's annoying, but at the same time, the Warriors are the team that are being complained about when they've done literally nothing wrong. And Bob Myers, Warriors president of basketball operations and GM, he spoke to this on the morning roast yesterday. He had a fantastic interview. I highly recommend you go back and check it out if you can. He spoke for 20 minutes. You can catch all these interviews on YouTube. You can catch them on the podcast. You can catch them anywhere. Uh, But Bob Myers, well, not anywhere. YouTube and podcasts. But Bob Myers said this in response to that report that teams are grumbling about the way that the Warriors are spending. I think on that point, 
you should be allowed to spend on your own players. I mean, we drafted a lot of these guys. We developed them. Exactly. I mean, it's not like we went out and signed all these guys as free agents and built some team that way. We drafted, you know, Larry Riley's guys drafted Curry. I mean, we I was here when we drafted Clay. We drafted Draymond. We drafted Poole. We traded for Wiggins. Nobody wanted Wiggins. I mean, nobody was saying anything then. We think, my response to a lot of that would be, if you draft your own guys and develop them, you should be able to pay those guys. Six of the seven main guys that the Warriors have on their roster, and six of the seven, I'm talking about the starting five with Steph, Clay, Dre, Wiggins, and Looney. I'm talking about them. I'm talking about Jordan Poole. And then I'm also talking about Gary Payton II, who I think had a massive impact on the game and, as, as a matter of fact, will continue to have a massive impact on the series. I think it changes everything for the Warriors' defense and what he does on ball. But they're homegrown, and they're paying these guys. And note, forward five, this is what gets lost in it. Zach Lowe isn't the one who's crying about it, 415. Zach Lowe's simply doing the reporting. And teams are telling him that there that there have been that there's been grumbling about the way that the Warriors have spent. That's the word that they use, grumbling. So don't blame Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe's just a reporter. He's the one actually that reminded everybody that, oh, by the way, the Warriors dispersed this money to the other teams that aren't paying the tax because of revenue sharing. So it's not Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe is on the Warriors' side, in my opinion, after reading this article. And he did ask an interesting question uh, at the beginning of it. He asked if Andrew Wiggins is the uh, if he asked if Andrew Wiggins is the same player as he was in Minnesota, and he's just with a better system, or is he an overall better player? And personally, I think this is the type of player that Andrew Wiggins always could have been in Minnesota, but I do think overall he is a better player because of the strides that he's made on defense. Now, maybe he had the potential to be this type of defensive player that he is with this Warriors team when he was back with Minnesota, but when I saw that question, I thought about it for a bit, and I said, yeah, he might be the same He might be the same athletic gift. He might have the same athletic gifts as he had from Minnesota, but he he's still an overall better player in my opinion and better player because he's was brought up in a better system that was suited for him. So I love I just love that all of the all of this is culminating to an article that other teams instead of grumbling, you know what I'm hearing, other teams are jealous. That's what I'm hearing or at least reading whenever I read that. I love that. All right, let's get him in. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We're already getting a lot of texts here at the Chilt, or excuse me, at the Xfinity Mobile text line. And my question was: The Warriors will win Game Three if, and fill in the blank from there. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Because I got a number one if, and then the rest. It's more just ancillary, uh, but from the from the uh, let's see here from the six five zero. Let's start off with this: the Warriors will win Game Three if they have less turnovers and stay out of foul trouble. From the four zero eight, the Warriors win Game Three if Draymond doesn't get ejected. That's from Dwayne and Milpitas. Then another one from the five one zero from Geo in the five one zero. If Dre doesn't get ejected, the Warriors will win. From the 925, Warriors will win Game Three if Clay goes six of nine in threes tonight. Man, I I really do want Clay to go off. And actually, in the next segment, we are going to get to what Clay had to say about how he tries to 
break himself out of a shooting slump when he's not on the court. The sound is amazing, and the responses to it, that's the beautiful part about Media Day. One player or one coach says something, and then everyone else gets asked that same question and has a response to it, so we will get to that. Um, But if Clay goes 6 of 9, that's fantastic. But Clay isn't the main guy that you need scoring the basketball. What of my ifs? This isn't my number one, but my Warriors win game six of game three if, look, if Steph Curry continues to play the way Steph Curry's playing. Because he is your number one dude. Now, of course, he had the 21 points and then didn't do anything for the rest of the game, but we saw his impact in game two and what he was doing on offense. And just simply running the high screen and roll with Draymond Green and doing whatever he wanted from there. The Celtics defense couldn't figure it out. So as long as he continues to play confidently, then you could survive if Clay doesn't have a 6-for-9 from 3 scoring night. Because if Clay goes 6-for-9 from 3, and Steph is doing what Steph's been doing, not only in these finals, but in the history of the Warriors finals that he's been in, then I think they're going to be in pretty good shape. But I still have a number one if, and I got a couple of stats to back it up, um, and it has to do with the Warriors' defense from the 408. Warriors will win if your voice doesn't crack. All right, so we're good 12 minutes into the show. We, 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 get, we, <laughs> we still got 48 minutes. That's a lot of pressure, 408. It's a lot of pressure. My voice tends to crack at least once a morning. From the 408, another 408 number, the Warriors will continue to win if they continue to stop Boston's others. Interesting. Continue to get those in, though, at 888-957-9570 at the Xfinity mobile text line. Want to go to a little bit of media day because Clay Thompson, he was hilarious at the podium. And then Draymond and Steph and Steve Kerr, they all had their responses uh, to Clay Thompson and what he had to say. So we will get to all of that next, plus more Game 3 preview on the way. And I have my number one, the Warriors will win Game 3 if. That's coming up all later in the show. By the way, in about an hour, hour and two minutes, coming up at 6.15, Bonte and Shasky, who are live from Boston, are going to be joined by the Warriors' defensive guru, Ron Adams, Warriors assistant coach. Can't wait for that. That's coming up in just over an hour at 6.15. Coming up next, we will get to the Clay Thompson sound from Media Day and continue to preview Game 3. Stephen Lankford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Hypothetical, political, lyrical, miracle whip. I'm like, but uh, my rhymes are legit. I'm a Humpty, not Humpty Humpty, but Humpty Hump. <laughs> Same song, Digital Underground. Game three tonight in Boston. I can't wait. I really can't. And my question that I've been asking to you all day at the Xfinity Mobile Text Line at 888-957-9570. You can also feel free to call in as well. The Warriors will win game three if... And fill in the blank from there. 
And then toward the end of the show, we'll get a good gauge on what the pre-gamers, that's what we're calling ourselves now, the pre-game show listeners, the pre-gamers, we'll get a sense of what they're feeling toward the end of the show. And I'm getting a good pulse here uh, because we are getting a lot of text. So continue to get them in. Uh, but one of the Warriors will win Game 3 if fill in the blanks that you've been giving, and we've seen a couple of them now, is that you need Clay Thompson to do Clay Thompson-like things. Now, Clay spoke at Media Day yesterday, and we got a ton to get to from that because he said that he does a certain something in order to try and break out of a shooting slump, and his answer was hilarious, and then he had Steph and Draymond all respond to it. Um, so we will get to that. And coming up later in the show, by the way, um, I do want to get to my number one if... But there's also some sound from yesterday, at least an appearance at Media Day. And Grant Williams said something about the refs from this last game. And I think that this one is going to be a very physical two games when we watch them in Boston starting tonight and then on Friday. Uh, But Clay was asked about his shooting slump. And as you as you do as you as you need to. I mean, what? Uh, unfortunately, there's not much else to ask him about right now. Um, as far as just hey man, what do you need to do to pick things up? And then this is what he had to say as far as when he watches highlights, he goes on there to try and break out of a slump. He watches his YouTube highlights on there, and he was asked. Well, what kind of highlights do you watch? I probably did it yesterday, actually. I do have, you know, I remember being in college and when you go through a shooting slump, you know, the video guys would pull up a great game of when everything seemed in unison, your body was working so well, and that ball was just flowing off your fingertips. And, uh, gosh, I'll probably just YouTube Game 6 Clay because there's some very high-pressurized situations I was in, and I ended up shooting the ball well. And when you can do it, when your back's against the wall, you know you can do it at any given moment. It's just about keeping that mental strong. See, the thing is, we all, we laughed at this, and I explained it as a hilarious comment, but when you really think about it and when you really hear it, because, you know, we read this yesterday, you get the notification, Clay Thompson watches highlights from Game 6 to try and pump himself up, or a variation of that, I'm paraphrasing there. But he's dead serious, and I do think there's something to your mental state when going into these games, because Clay, he obviously, he's not fully back to where he was as Clay Thompson back in 2019, and I'm meaning that defensively. But as far as his mechanics go when it comes to shooting, he's still the same type of shooter. He could still move off ball, and at the same time, I've seen him rush back on defense. So maybe he's not the Clay Thompson that he was back in 2019, but he's looked damn good, I think, as far as his movement, his mechanics, and everything um, when he's gone off. He's just been a little little bit inconsistent scoring the basketball and also not making the smartest decisions when scoring the basketball. And maybe he can look at his Game 6 Clay highlights and that could ramp things up for him. And Steph was talking about it um, because I believe that when it comes to Clay Thompson, I'm never really worried about Clay Thompson. It's the same thing with Steph Curry. These are two of 
some of the th- these are two of the greatest three point shooters that we've ever seen. And you know we can we can we can debate that all, all, all you want between you know Reggie Miller and Ray Allen and all of those guys. Uh, but Clay Thompson is right up there. So whenever these guys are in a shooting slump, I always think that they could break out of it. And when Steph was asked about Clay getting out of his slump, here's what he had to say. History with him has shown there's no predictor to when he can just take it to another level. Regular season playoffs, he's always just found a way to get himself going, especially in the playoffs, just to make an impact that's loud. Usually it's really loud. His demeanor never really changes. It's not really something you can just look at and be like, oh, if, if you saw him right now, you'd think he's averaging 50 in this series. Like He's got a just a very confident look about him, and that's the best thing about him. Uh, it's all about the work you put in is about the mindset he doesn't need any teaching points on that and so that's why there's so much confidence that at any moment he can he can go off look shooters shoot all right and once he sees one fall it's going to be the key in this game there's a lot of warriors win game six if well if i had to create a clay thompson will go off if he knocks down that first three-pointer and he sees one go in that's where i'm at with clay thompson he just needs to see one fall and then eventually that shot will become more confident. And Draymond spoke to that about Clay watching his YouTube highlights, and he said he hasn't seen these Clay YouTube highlights. I haven't seen him YouTubing it, and the reality is, if I did, we'd probably make fun of him. So <laughs> it's probably good that I haven't. I think for us, you tend to go back to those experiences. You tend to draw from that, and, and because ultimately, when you think about things like from our perspective, especially a, a shooter like Clay, you always hear the term. Uh, get to the free throw line or get a layup because you just need to see the ball go in the rim. It's not always that simple in the game. And so if you can go back to that and like, just a reminder, like, I know I can do that. I know what I'm capable of. I can go back. I can feel that. And it gets you to feeling good about yourself. I think that's a very big deal. And I think that's an underrated thing. It's the power of the mind. You know, I always talk about how powerful one's mind is. Obviously, we all know that in the world. The power of the mind, if I can see that, I I can get that in my memory bank and I understand it. Now I can bring that to fruition. Now I can lean up on that. Man, I know I'm capable of doing that. And so uh, I, I definitely have times where I go back and I look at old games, you know, making shots or defending whatever it is that you feel you need to come up at and just try to draw from that experience. So we're all laughing and not at Clay. We were more laughing with him. And I think people like can, like can people take what he says as as more of a joke. But Clay's just an unintentionally funny dude. He can be funny when he wants to be. But whenever he's talking about this sort of stuff, I think he's being dead serious. And we're just thinking, oh, wow, that's such a Clay Thompson thing to do. But I wouldn't be shocked, just like Draymond said right at the end there in the reasoning that he gave. Even he watches some of his old videos. I wouldn't be shocked if... I wouldn't be shocked if... hmm, 70 to 80 percent of the league does this well that's a lot of the league depend you know depending on which you know section of the league actually has good highlights to go back and watch not many have the type of highlights that clay has and the type of highlight compilations that he could go back and watch on youtube not many have that so maybe that's way too high of a percentage but i guarantee you that this happens way more often than we think it's just clay's not afraid to admit it and I really like that about him. He's he's always been just a genuine sort of dude. And that's what I really like. So um, 
I think Clay Thompson is eventually going to break out of this shooting slump. Bob Myers said that on the morning roast yesterday. He thinks that Clay is going to is due for a couple of great games, and I believe that Clay Thompson is due as well. Again, just all he needs is, is to see one fall. And something um, about Clay, just as much as he goes crazy when the Warrior fans are starting to cheer him on and he's back at Chase Center and he sees one fall and they're all going nuts. I think he also likes to silence a crowd too. And I think he has the possibility to do that tonight. So 888-957-9570. That's the Xfinity Mobile text line and the phone number. The Warriors will win Game 3 if I got my number one if. And then I got really a 1B and then a 1C then a 1D. There's no such thing as one, two, three, four in this situation. It's all one A, one B, one letter. And then also we got some sound from Ime Udoka and Grant Williams said something yesterday. I think the physicality is going to be upped from the Celtics, for lack of a better term. From the uh, from the nine two five, the Warriors will win Game Three if everyone plays well. From the seven zero seven, Dubs will win Game Three if they defend like they did in Game Two. From the five one zero, the Warriors will win Game Three if they limit their turnovers to one or two to one to twelve or less, and they force the Celtics into at least twenty four points off of turnovers. That's from Will Solo. I apologize for reading that wrong. Will the texts were dispersed in a way that I could barely see it. Uh, from the nine two five, the Warriors will win if Draymond continues to make Jalen Brown worry about getting his shorts pulled down. And then from the five one zero, the Warriors will win Game Three if GP two gets a steal, a dunk, and hits a corner three. Now, one of them that I just read off is related to the one that I have coming up next because I got one specifically that I think this is what's going to have the Warriors win Game 3. And there's also uh, there's also a caveat to it, though. There is a caveat. Plus, when we're talking about the turnovers, there is a fascinating stat about the Celtics that came out yesterday from the postseason, and it had to do with their turnovers. And Ime Udoka... Celtics head coach, he was the one who mentioned it at their media day. And I think this is a fascinating stat. We'll get to all of that next. Game 3 is tonight. 888 the Xfinity mobile text line and the phone number. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Oh, it feels good that the Warriors are back where teams are jealous of the way that they've built their roster and the fact that this finals roster that they're going out with in the finals. As I just said, the finals roster that they're going out with in the finals, it's redundant. But they could pay for this team if they really want to. And teams are jealous. I'm telling you, seeing that report yesterday from Zach Lowe, seeing that article where teams are grumbling about the way that the Warriors are spending their money. Well, how about you do it? I love it. This is this it, it's the same type of feeling you had back when Kevin Durant was with the team. And other teams were complaining, other stars were complaining about super teams, blah 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 blah. 
It's because they're jealous. That's really what it is. It's all jealous. Jealousy. Oh, man. Love that the Warriors are back in that position, but I love that they are in Game 3 tonight between the Warriors and the Celtics. And I've been asking the Xfinity Mobile text line, I've been asking you to call in all morning long. Fill in the blank. The Warriors will win Game 3 tonight. If... Then fill in the blank from there. Please feel free to call in at 888-957-9570. We only got one caller on hold right now, so the phone lines are wide open. If you just want to get your sports takes off at 537 in the morning, whether you're just waking your way, waking up and you're on your way to work, whether you're making your morning coffee, or whether you're on your way home from work, just as you're done, whichever, whatever you want. Whatever scenario you're in, please feel free to weigh in at 888-957-9570. The Warriors will win Game 3 if. Now, here's my number one. I've been teasing it really throughout the uh, really throughout the show, and finally I'm going to get to it. And my number one, Warriors game will win Game 3 if, and that's if, they continue to play defense specifically on Jason Tatum the way that they've been doing it in the second half. The way that they've been doing it in the second half. In the second half, Jason Tatum, he is 2 of 12 from the field overall. He's only made one three-pointer so far. Now he's had six assists, and a lot of those came in the fourth quarter in game one. But the fact that he has only taken... 12 shots through two games in the second half. I think that's massive. I think that's absolutely massive. And Jason Tatum, throughout the regular season, and specifically more toward the fourth quarter, we haven't really seen that yet. I'm curious to see if Game 3 gets to gets to the fourth quarter where, you know, it, it truly isn't a, it isn't a blowout and the Warriors or the Celtics, whoever, actually keep it close. You know, because in Game 1, the, the, the Warriors and Celtics did, but by the time that it was, you know, three minutes left in the game or whatever it was, the game was out of reach. So, you know, the clutch time stats, as they call them, where there's less than five minutes uh, in the game left and the teams are within five points of each other, yeah, there hasn't really been clutch time through this uh there hasn't been clutch time through this series so far. I'm wondering if Game 3 gets to the point where they will be in clutch time with five minutes left in the game and the deficit is within five points. But in the fourth quarter specifically, throughout the regular season, Jason Tatum is shooting 37 of 73. Shot 37 of 73. Or excuse me, I apologize. Throughout the postseason, I said regular season. Throughout the postseason, in the 19 games... He's 37 of 73, 50% from the line in the fourth quarter. And he's also 42% from three in the fourth quarter in 19 games. You haven't really seen that so much in this series. So I think if you could just limit him, because he took 86 more shots than anyone else during the fourth quarter in the regular season. 86 more shots. He was their guy. But now in the fourth quarter, in the second half specifically, it seems as if Jalen Brown has been the guy. And he's made 
20 of 30 of his threes in the fourth quarter in the postseason. He only shot 25% in the fourth quarter throughout the regular season. So Jalen Brown has been fantastic, but I do think that if you limit Jason Tatum in the second half and you keep doing that and continue to play the defense um, against the others as you have been doing, because Al Horford, Derek White, Sure, those guys can go off in Game 1, but in Game 2, they absolutely made an adjustment, and it was a simple adjustment. They simply guarded them at the three-point line. I don't know what adjustments that the Celtics can make in order to get those guys open with the way that the Warriors had been playing defense, especially on the perimeter, the way that they're moving their feet and keeping their hands active. But Jason Tatum is the number one guy to me who can go off, and really he could take over a game, and we've seen that with Ja Morant, where he just takes over in the fourth quarter, takes damn near every single shot in the fourth quarter, and then they win. Jason Tatum could possibly do that, but if the Warriors continue to play the defense that they've been playing, then I think there's a real possibility that they win tonight in Game 3, and then all the pressure is on the Celtics. Their backs are against the wall, kind of like the same, the same way that the Warriors were in Game 2. Where it's, if you lose this first game on the... If you lose this first home game... Whew! A lot of pressure on the Celtics if that ends up happening. All right, let's go to the calls here at 888-957. That's my number one thing. Stopping Jason Tatum in the second half, and more specifically the fourth quarter, if it gets to that point. But let's go to the calls. We got a ton of them to get to. Let's go to Mitch in New Jersey who wants to weigh in. 888-957-9570, the Xfinity mobile text line and the phone number. The Warriors will win Game 3 if... Let's go to Mitch in New Jersey. What's going on, Mitch? He's a bona fide superstar. Fighting Thompson. He's got to get hot. He'll get his shot back. Mm-hmm. He's like Barry Bonds. He was hitting, he's still hitting on runs in his 40. Thompson will make a comeback. I appreciate the phone call, Mitch. Yeah, it, you know, I think Clay can. And we heard him yesterday. He said that he watches YouTube videos, and the one that he searched up was Game 6 Clay. Which is fantastic, by the way. I highly recommend you do that. Um, but I, 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 just just for Clay Thompson, you know, the fact that this is his first finals in two years, I just hope he goes off. Just for Clay, you know, forget about the forget about the team, forget about Game Three. Just for Clay Thompson himself, I really hope that he goes off because that will do a lot for him and. Quite frankly, a lot for this series. Um, but continuing with the phone lines at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Continue to get your texts in at the Xfinity Mobile text line. Now you know how this works. I'm taking calls, or I'm not. I'm not taking calls. I'm in the producer studio right now, where normally we screen calls. I can't screen the calls as I'm doing the show because there's no producer in here right now. We got Loveman who's working hard. We got Bonte and Shasky who are in Boston at the moment. They're going to be live from Boston, and they are fired up. So can't wait to get to them. By the way, Ron Adams, Warriors assistant coach, going to join them in just over a half hour at 6.15. So stay tuned for that. Can't wait to hear from him. But as you know, with the phone line, I can't answer the calls and screen the calls, so i got to do it the unprofessional way. i got to ask where you're calling and what your name is, and if I respond, that means that you are on the air, all right? So if I, if you, and, and you'll hear a, you'll hear something in your phone that's kind of an indicator that you're on the air. But I will ask what your name is, where you're calling from, and then if I respond to you, that means you are on the air. So let's get these phone calls in. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. The Warriors will win Game Three if. All right, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? 
Hello? Going once, going twice. All right, this is, this is already off to a hot start. Next caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? CJ and Fremont. CJ and Fremont. All right, man. Warriors will win game three if? As long as Draymond can keep his cool and stay out of foul trouble and not get any technicals. I appreciate the phone call there. See, you see, I'm I'm with you there. I'm with you, but you know what? This was my worry before, even this the before the series. It was we kind of forgot that Draymond. Uh, we kind of forgot that Draymond already had the two flagrant foul points because of that flagrant two. And the way that it works is, and this was the same thing back in 2016 when he when he was suspended. If you get four flagrant foul points overall in total, then you're suspended. So I'm glad he hasn't gotten any through the first two games. I'm not so much worried about the technicals. I was more worried about the flagrant fouls because that one, I I really did think the Celtics were going to try and go at him and try to, you know, get the unnecessary contact that looks like it was a that that looks like it was intentional that would cause the flagrant one. And I thought they were going to try and get him to do that, but he hasn't done that through the first two games. But I want Draymond to continue to be Draymond. I need him to continue to be physical. Ime Udoka, Celtics head coach, he spoke to that at Media Day yesterday, talking about dealing with Draymond and his physicality. I say be who you are. And if you want to ignore, ignore. If you engage, engage. Do what you do. Be who you are. And um, the main thing is to continue to stay composed. And with us, I don't think it's the talking as much. I mean, as the physicality that they brought that was noticeable. And at times, you know, talking about the first Milwaukee game where the adjustments Miami made were to try to be more physical. And so uh, we know, obviously, what, that's what Green does. And it tries to kind of bleed over into the team. But for us, it's, it's to be who you are. I told him if I was a player or who I was, I'd probably get a double technical immediately. But that's not everybody. And so do what you do and block it out or, or meet physicality with physicality. I'm going to be honest. And this is just something that I, I think I've mentioned this already on this show, um, but he continues to impress me more and more. Celtics head coach Ime Udoka, having listened to you know the press conferences after the games, the way that he talks about it, the way that he handles his players, you know he's not afraid to get in their face on the uh, he's not afraid to get in their face on the court. You know that was the biggest difference from Brad Stevens to Ime was he's not afraid to show these players up in the middle of a game, no matter who it is that's messing up. Just everything that I've read about Udoka, the way that he's talked about the game, I'm a I'm a big fan of the way that he runs this Celtics team. And, and him talking about Draymond there, it's not like you know the situation with Taylor Jenkins where he the the Grizzlies head coach where he's talking about Jordan Poole yanking John Morant's knee and then blaming it on the doctors because that's what the doctors told him so he's just reiterating what the doctors said to the media it, the way that he handled everything it just the hypocrisy with Jenkins it, it, I lost a little respect for him as far as the way that he handled those uh, the the off the court stuff on the court. I thought Taylor Jenkins was fantastic, but off the court, Ime Udoka has shown a lot of character. I think he has been he's been awesome. I'm a I'm an Ime Udoka fan, really. After uh, after these first couple of games, and I think I will continue to be an, an Udoka fan. And something that he also mentioned. This is an interesting stat here. And if you are saying the Warriors will win Game Three if they force the Celtics into turnovers. Well, they got the stats to back it up. 
Ime Udoka stated that they are 0-5 this postseason when they have 16 or more turnovers. They are 13-2 overall when they have less than 15. I mean, look, look, you can you can consider that a small sample size if you want, but the postseason is the postseason. So if the Warriors end up forcing the turnovers, they forced 18 in that last game. Man, that's a lot. <laughs> like, that's a lot. It feels like whenever, I mean, if any team is going to get 16 or more turnovers, then they're more than likely not going to win the game. I'd be more impressed if they did win a game when they turned the ball over uh, 16 or, or more times. But... That is a glaring stat there. They are 0-5 when they turn the ball over 16 or more times. And I think that a big part of that, before we get to your calls, the Warriors will win Game 3 if, fill in the blank at 888-957-9570. A big part of that is Gary Payton II. You know, it's crucial because they're not going to be in a zone defense anymore. The Celtics have proven that they can take advantage of that zone defense. Right, they can they can take they can take advantage of attacking the rim, which is what you can do in a zone. Right, the zone defense, the whole point of it is mainly to guard one player. But with the Celtics, who have guys that have proven that they can score, you can't play a zone defense. You got to play man to man. You got to fight through screens. You got to do all that sort of stuff. And I think GP two brings a change to this defense because he's not forcing guys like Draymond and Wiggins to go off their man when their man's in the corner and come play some help defense. Like, GP2, on his own, can force these guys into bad passes as well as the rest of the team, as well as Steph. Steph's been playing fantastic defense, terrific defense. Draymond is Draymond. And then Wiggins, we know the type of defense that Wiggins can play. So if those four guys are on the court at the same time, you got four guys who can easily guard their man man on man. And plus, if you add Clay Thompson into that starting five, whew, that's pretty good. Now, granted, you do want you got Steph Clay and Wiggins who probably be your top three scorers in that type of lineup. But the defense that they play, I don't think we're making enough of the fact that they held the Celtics to under ninety points. Under 90 points. That does not happen in today's NBA. It just doesn't. I don't think we made enough of that. You know, we're always like, so, Warriors defense, Warriors defense. They held them to under 90. <laughs> Sometimes it's just that simple when you really look at how crazy that was. Uh, but Steph, he talked about GP2. Before we get to your calls, I just want to play this clip. Um, Steph has talked about Gary Payton the second and why he's become a fan favorite of the Warriors. Plus, there was another cool story around GP2 that I want to get to after this. But here's what Steph had to say. Uh, I think probably a lot of, you know, just his name first and foremost in terms of, you know, basketball history. And it's so hard to make this league in general, but all, even harder when what I would feel like the odds of, like, the NBA's player's son trying to, you know, follow in the dad's footsteps. It's a difficult, you know, challenging journey for him coming out of college and trying to find his way, you know, G League, training camp offers, bouncing around the league all over the place and then finally find it, finding a home. And last year, him coming in and making an impact. And he was on two-way last year. He was available, but not really. And then knowing he could 
could really help us this year and then it actually proven to be uh, an amazing difference maker I think fans really resonate with that they love the way you know he approaches the game his energy he changes games without really having crazy scoring outputs he's just the stuff that you just get so much energy from watching him defend and disrupt and do all that type of stuff fans love that and we love it too as a teammate so it's been awesome to watch his growth and development this year and you know him coming off the injury that moment he checked back in the game was amazing uh you know response from the crowd that gave us a lot of juice from his players tribune article that uh he wrote a couple of weeks ago to the shirt that he wore yesterday i don't know if anyone has seen gary payton's shirt but he's basically got everybody on the warriors wearing a bandana tied around their forehead uh including steve kerr it's a great shirt i highly recommend you check that out uh but another cool thing and Shout out to my girlfriend, Jesse for pointing this out. Don't want to leave that part out of it. We're also getting in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble based on that anyway. But GP2, when he was kind of in limbo when it came to his, when it came to his job, because, you know, as, as we know, he was waived by the Warriors and still wanted to be a part of the team. He always talked about, uh, he told that story about how he went up to Bob Myers and asked if he could still be a part of the team somehow, even though they waived him and still go and practice. He did all that, but he also applied for their video, or he didn't apply. He considered applying for their video coordinator position. He told that to Malika Andrews yesterday in Boston. He would. He applied for the same job that Eric Spolstra had before Eric Spolstra became the head coach of the Heat. And with the way that GP2 was helping Steve Kerr try and, uh, try and direct the defense when he was on the sideline on the other side of the court, I want to be surprised if GP2 is a coach one day. But I think he makes all the difference in the world. All right, 888-957-9570. Xfinity Mobile Text Line and the phone number. we got five minutes left in the show. Going to get to your calls and your text. The Warriors will win Game 3 if 888-957-9570. From the 415, the Celts have no answers to Looney. A slower, bigger Rodman 2.0 defender, rebounder. From the 510... Ah, no, not that one. From the 952, Pool plus 17 points will win. From the 415, Warriors will win game three in the series as long as Draymond gets one and only technical per game in the second half in order in order to prevent any slump. Then from the 831, Stobin Langford. <laughs> Quit being envious and salty. You're not in Boston covering the NBA finals. <laughs> oh man, of course I'm envious. Who wouldn't want to be in Boston covering the NBA Finals? Bonte and Chassie are there right now. They're fired up. 6-15. They're going to be joined by Ron Adams, by the way. And I believe Jermaine Wiggins, who really got people going from WEEI, I believe he's going to be joining them in studio at some point in the show as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun for Bonte and Chasky coming up. But who wouldn't want to be in Boston covering the NBA Finals? If you're not envious, then I just don't think you're a fan. Right? Especially within the media. All right, let's go to the phones at 888-957-9570. As you know, I got to take these calls live on air. So once I ask what your name is and where you're calling from, and I do respond to you, that means you are live on the air. All right, so let's go to the phones. 888-957-9570. The Warriors will win game three if... What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Francisco, and I'm calling from Hollister. All right, what's going on? What do you think? Warriors will win game three if... They got to protect the ball, limit the turnovers, uh, no moving screens, and just uh, play some good uh, good basketball. I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, you know, 
they haven't been turnover machines. The Warriors haven't in this series so far. You know, haven't heard a lot of that. You know, the uh, the dumb fouls. We haven't gotten a lot of that. By the way, just speaking of the Celtics, just to give you an update, Robert Williams, the Time Lord, as you know, my favorite nickname, the Time Lord is questionable for tonight's game. Obviously, in that game, too, you had Marcus Smart in that situation where he accidentally rolled into Robert Williams' knee. You had that scare for a minute, and then he was hobbling off. I mean, the thing with the Celtics is if Robert Williams is hobbling and Marcus Smart can't get into the game, I believe he had 25 minutes in that last one. If, if, if Robert Williams and Marcus Smart are hurt, like the Warriors' offense really needs to take advantage. They really do. I want to see them score, you know, 115 to 120 tonight if those guys are hobbling. Those guys are hurt. Marcus Smart is not, but he hasn't been the same. He hasn't been the same, and he's been getting limited minutes. Normally, they'd want to play him. Uh, and now, granted, you know, the fourth quarter, that was essentially garbage time, and you're not going to put him in in that situation. But even in game one, they were still sitting Marcus Smart, and there were five to six minutes left. That was That's what was so alarming about that loss was not only is you know Al Horford knocking down every three and Jalen Brown continuing to do what Jalen Brown does, but the fact that Marcus Smart's on the bench and you're not able to outscore these guys, I'm curious to see how he goes for Game 3 tonight and whether he'll be ready to go. All right, 888 The Warriors will win Game 3 if, and to you at the Xfinity Mobile text line who said, They'll win Game 3 if your voice doesn't crack. Well, I am sorry, but if the Warriors lose tonight, it's because my voice just cracked on air. But let's go to the phones. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Steve from Los Altos. Steve from Los Altos. What's going on, man? Well, I'm going to the game tonight with my son. Wow. I think Boston's going to come at them full force. If the Warriors can keep the deficit, I think it may be in the first quarter to uh, single digits. As well as the half, it will totally demoralize Boston, and the Warriors going to win this game handily. I appreciate the phone call, Steve. Uh, have fun at the game tonight, man, and have fun with your son. Wow, what an awesome moment between him and his son going to that Celtics Finals game? Celtics Warriors in Boston? Oh, that's going to be fantastic. Look, I do think the Warriors will win Game 3 tonight, and that's simply because of the numbers. It, you know, the Celtics... Even like Ime Udoka from that game one, he said that they still haven't played their best. Well, in my opinion, the Warriors hadn't really played their best all-around game yet. They could still get something from Klay Thompson. You know, they could still get something from Jordan Poole throughout the game. So they haven't played nearly their best game yet either. And I wonder if that's how Game 3 is going to be tonight, where you're getting the Celtics and the Warriors at their very best. But nevertheless, it's been a very entertaining series so far. Been a very entertaining series. And Grant Williams, as you know, Grant Williams, the guy who uh, is coming off the bench, he's kind of like their version of Draymond Green and that he's kind of undersized, but he can be a bowling ball and he can be tough on defense. He said that, look, if the refs are calling the game that the way they were calling it in Game 2 and they're letting Draymond slide, just wait till you see what happens in Game 3. 
So I think this one is going to be physical tonight. And really the conclusion that I've come to after going through this exercise, the Warriors will win game three if a majority of you are talking about Draymond controlling his temper and not getting a technical or a flagrant foul. That's how the Warriors will win. I personally think it's the way that the Warriors play defense on Jason Tatum in the second half. If they continue to do what they've been doing, limiting the shot attempts in general, on Tatum, again, he's 2-for-12 so far in the second half through two games. That's a very good number, especially with a star like Jason Tatum. If you could limit the shot attempts and get him to pass the ball and possibly turn it over, I think the Warriors win this one game three. I'm sorry, callers who are left on hold. Feel free to stay on hold. Bonte and Joe are live from Boston. Man, I can't wait for Game 3, and I'm sure they can't either. They got Ron Adams coming up at 6.15. You got me and producer Sam Lubman behind the glass up until 9 o'clock. And as always, go sports. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.